pass to force the turnover and then misses on the other end. Eli with a better look. 20 for Bryant. Next on BYU Sports Nation, the true dynamic duo of West Coast Conference basketball. Does it belong to BYU? BYU head coach emeritus Steve Cleveland joins us. Just how far can a duo take the Cougars this season? Plus, what's the chance two BYU football alumni will play in NFL Conference Championship games next weekend? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Friday, this is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy January 12th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Wonderful to have you with us. Alongside West Coast Conference bracketologist Jason Shepard, I am merely Spencer Linton. Look, everybody's got to be known for something. If that's what I must be known by, I'll take it. It wouldn't be my choice. But again, you, sometimes beggars can't be choosers. Major shakeup yes. in the West Coast Conference Tournament bracketology because of what happened last night, Jason. Yeah, lots going on. I mean, you had Pacific beating San Diego, which really surprised me. I did not see San Diego going to Stockton and losing. No, I didn't see BYU going there and losing either. But that's back-to-back really good wins for the Pacific Tigers. Now, all of a sudden, is Pacific the fifth best team in the West Coast Conference? We shall see. LMU upset San Francisco. Oh, man, that's a bad loss for San Francisco. What does all of this mean, Spencer? You tell me, bracketologist. (laughs) It means we still don't know a lot about (laughs) anything below Gonzaga and St. Mary's. It's all up for debate, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, at least BYU got the win at home, which takes us to our headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball beats Pepperdine 83-63. The Cougars improved to 14-4 overall, 3-2 in WCC play. Elijah Bryan and Yoli Childs combined for 46 points in Thursday night's win. The dominant duo. How far can they take the Cougars? We will discuss that in just a bit. Now BYU travels to face Santa Clara tomorrow, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain. That game live on BYU TV from the Bay Area and BYU Radio. Radio pregame starts at 9 Eastern. Women's basketball beats Pepperdine 73-67 last night. Cassie DeVachere led the team with 22 points. The Cougars host Santa Clara tomorrow at the Marriott Center, 4 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Hey, much-needed road win yeah. for Jeff Judkins. 4-1 and one now. Basketball. He came in here and said, I need some karma for the road. I need some karma for the road. <laughs> he got it. And he got it. They, they played well from start to finish in that game. A couple of BYU football alumni will be playing in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs this weekend. Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots host the Tennessee Titans Saturday at 8.15 Eastern. Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints will take on the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday at 4.40 p.m. Eastern time. Just maybe, just maybe, we'll have a couple of BYU Cougars moving on in the playoffs. Let me tell you, playoff time in the National Football League is awesome. Even when my team blows a 21-3 lead, it's still awesome that the NFL playoffs are going on. You have a great attitude about this. Um, Six straight home playoff losses. I'm numb to it. 
Sixth-ranked men's volleyball face 14th-ranked Ball State tonight at 7.30 Eastern time. The Cougars will also take on top-ranked and defending champion Ohio State on Saturday. snap. I know, that's pretty big. The Cougars lost to Ohio State 3-0 last year in the national championship match. That match will begin at 7 Eastern on Saturday. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Shot clock's under 10. Eli open for three. Childs on the rebound. And the stick back. Ah, yes. More Yoliness give me. And we've always got an open chair for Eli in Studio B. It's the Yo Eli show for BYU basketball once again, Jason, which got us thinking about today's Twitter question. If Yoli... And Eli continued to perform at this level. How far can they take the Cougars? First tweet coming in from at ukug11. If yo Eli continue at, the, <laughs> at this level and the supporting players can consistently play like they did last night, I think we can win two of the remaining St. Zaga games Whoa. and make some noise in the Gonzaga Invitational. Ah, somebody's been paying attention yes. to Jerem Jordan's quips in Studio B. Otherwise known as the West Coast Conference. Yes, Genius. the Gonzaga Invitational presented by the West Coast Conference <laughs> at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. March 1st through the 7th. Get your tickets now. <laughs> or whatever it is. Always promoting here. Look at this. Yoli. You can't spell Yoli without Eli, right? That is a great point. Those two have been fantastic. 46 points between the two last night in a 20-point win over Pepperdine. A much-needed blowout win for the Cougars. They should have taken care of business like that against an undermanned Pepperdine team. And the Stars took over in the second half. Which leads us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Bryant and Childs' combined scoring leads all WCC duos in points per game at 35.6. Last night helped that statistic out, didn't it? There is no better scoring duo in the West Coast Conference than right here in lovely Provo, Utah. But do you agree, BYU Sports Nation, with at UCUG11 that a duo of Yoli and Eli can help BYU win against St. Mary's and Gonzaga. While you ponder that, let's just kind of bask in the awesomeness of the duo and what they have been able to accomplish thus far. BYU's 14-4. and four. A reminder, last season, the Cougars were 15-7 and seven at one point, Jason. If BYU wins tomorrow at Santa Clara, they will be 15-4, and four, and they're not going to lose the next three. Okay, that's not going to happen. They won't be 15 and 7. Wins and losses show marked improvement. And I know people want to see it in the West Coast Conference. The duo should and I think will help BYU remain unbeaten until they have the rematch against St. Mary's in Moraga. Now, what happens there is an entirely different story. <laughs> but for now, I think the duo can carry BYU through the games against non-St. Zaga. I, I agree with you 100%. You're, you're looking at the numbers that these two are putting up, and, and it's not just the 35.6 points per game. It's the rebounding. It's the field goal percentage. This team, this, these two together are shooting 51.7% from the field. Yes, I have that as excellent. That is really good. 
And and here's here's what I like about these two specifically. It's it's not two guards. It's not two guys in the post. You have a guard on the perimeter in Eli who's just killing it from three. And then you have a guy in the post. Both are dominant at different points in the on the floor. You cannot just go and say, you know what? We're going to focus on the perimeter and stop Elijah. Because then Yoli is going to take you to school down low and vice versa. I love the fact. The balance. It's, it balances everything out to be able to have these two playing at such a high level. And I hope fans realize just how special these two are. They're averaging essentially 15 rebounds a game together. 52% shooting from the field is outstanding, and 42% shooting from the three-point line. Yoli hasn't been great. Elijah has been out of this world good from beyond the arc. Okay, 42% from distance? You betcha. But are these two the dynamic duo in the West Coast Conference? We had some fun. We compared the Zags' top two and the St. Mary's Gales' top two to... Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs, and we discovered some interesting things. The Zags' top two players, Jonathan Williams and Josh Perkins, between the two of them, 27.4, significantly less than what Yoli and Eli. Ten rebounds, three and a half assists. They're shooting 51% from the field and 42% from three. Great. That's all, those, those are both great numbers. Those are great. For St. Mary's, their top two, Jock Landale and Calvin Hermanson, 33.8, much closer to what we're seeing out of Yoli and Elijah. Okay. They're averaging 14 rebounds, three assists, shooting almost 60%. They're at 59.4 from the St. field. St. Mary's going to St. Mary. Well, and a lot of that has to do with Jock Landale that he's scoring within two feet of the basket. From the three-point range, it's at 44%. So it's very comparable overall when you look at the full body of work. But as we mentioned, the stat of the day – there are no, there's no duo in the WCC that scores more than Elijah and Yoli. They are the highest scoring duo in the conference. Okay, so there is the moral victory yes. of sorts for yes. BYU today, right? They have perhaps the most productive offensive dynamic duo in the West Coast Conference. Now, here's where it gets interesting. When you look at the Zags outside of their top two, they have six players scoring in double figures on any given night, Jason. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Thus, the need for BYU to have somebody else step up because you can't have just a dynamic duo handle six double-figure scoring players on a team like Gonzaga. You need somebody else. And Dave Rose said as much last night. Well, yeah, you got to have guys who lead out and who are your but, – but to make it really work, you got to have – you know, um, other other guys that really contribute. And I thought tonight with, you know, McKay getting eight and Zach, I mean, Zach getting eight and TJ with 10. And, I mean, that's that's enough to, uh, step. to you know, get get started on, in a direction that can, you know, help us yep. maybe be a little bit more consistent because you can't just do it with a couple guys. If BYU wants to beat Gonzaga and St. Mary's, you have to have more than the dynamic duo. As dynamic as they have been. You've got to have consistent third and fourth scores a la Gonzaga. And, Jason, we haven't even talked about St. Mary's outside of their top two of Landale and Hermanson. Yeah. 
Emmett Nahr. Uh, yeah, they got a guy named Emmett Nahr. Yeah, he's averaging 12 points and nine assists. So essentially, they have a big three. They, oh, absolutely, they have a big three. St. Mary's 100% has a big three with Emmett Nahr. He, he's second in the country in assists. Granted, again, he's just lobbing it down low and letting Jock Lando shoot layups. But, hey, it works. They're really, really solid. Can BYU find that consistent third score? Whoever it is, we think it's supposed to be. It's likely to be TJ Haas, but whoever it but is. Like they we saw last night, it can be just, multiple guys. They just need production from players other than Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant, regardless of how good those two guys can be. That's what. That's why the Twitter question today is: If if Yoli and Eli continue to perform at this level, how far can they take the Cougars? On Instagram from at BYU underscore Spindle, I think those two can get BYU to the West Coast Conference Championship, but we need everyone else to continue to step up to get us the win. One hundred percent. If you want to beat Gonzaga and St. Mary's late in the season, you need three guys. Coming up, how did Spencer and Jerem do last night with their and one picks? We will revisit those prognostications later. Let's add yours for tomorrow as well. I like it. Do we fully appreciate Yo Ellie? Steve Cleveland will tell us how much he appreciates the dynamic duo next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Parties here on the west side, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation, won't you? Use the hashtag BYUSN. That's how you can get Jason Shepard to respond to each and every one of your tweets. I try as, as much as I possibly can. <laughs> uh, quick programming note to make sure everyone is aware of. Immediately following BYU Sports Nation today, BYU TV and BYU Radio will have complete coverage of the funeral of Thomas S. Monson, the 16th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, looking forward to a fantastic celebration yep. of that programming. If Yoli and Eli continue to perform at this level, how far can they take BYU basketball? That is our Twitter question today. At Joe Brady 12 tweets in, not far enough. Got to have another consistent shooter. BYU has the inside presence they need. They need another spread shooter, TJ Haas and or Zach Selyus, to consistently make three or four triples a game. Now, if that were combined, great. If if TJ Haas and Zach Selyus could combine for three or four threes a game, it's plenty. BYU's in good shape it's plenty. if that's the case. Yes. The, the tweet continues. Then and only then can BYU be tournament bound. I think we're all in agreement. As good as Yoli and Eli have been, when that third scorer comes into play, Watch out for BYU. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is BYU Head Coach Emeritus Steve Cleveland, a good friend of the program, joining us from sunny California. Coach, welcome back to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you. We're always feeling good after a win. What was your number one observation from BYU basketball last night against Pepperdine? You know, watching that game, the first half, you could see that they were still making adjustments to playing small a little bit, defensively, offensively, and just kind of understanding their roles. And and consequently, the game was very competitive. Pepperdine came out and actually shot the ball really, really well, over 50% in the first half, which is a little bit surprising because they're usually always that good at home. But they actually have had some success. You know, Pepperdine's actually kind of been a little bit of a nemesis for BYU. But the second half, they got really comfortable, got really confident uh, at both ends of the floor, and in the first six or seven minutes of the second half, the game was over. So uh, every coach that I know 
loves to play small. When the floor can be open, your four can shoot the three. It makes it harder to guard. So uh, I, I think that uh, there'll be times that BYU is going to have great success playing small. There'll be other times where they have to play big because of the nature when they play Gonzaga would be the most obvious time. But they can play small against St. Mary's. So um, I, I like it when they're small. They play with more confidence, and they have so many more options offensively. Coach, we've been talking this morning about just how good Yoli and Elijah are playing. We mentioned they're the top-scoring duo in the conference. How would you describe BYU's dynamic duo? Uh, Talented. (laughs) I think that they play in with a great deal of confidence because they're involved in so many ball screens. So much of the action involves the two of them, which makes it really hard for defenses. But they, they seem to have kind of a what I, I remember reading a book when I was a young man by Bill Bradley, uh, who, was a, who was a great basketball player for the Knicks, and it was kind of called A Sense of Where You Are. And they always seem to have a sense of where each other is. And as a result of that, they can feed off that. They play with more confidence, and, and they have the skill set to do it. So, the, you know, credit to the coaching staff for putting them in those situations. Um, I think that, uh, you know, when they're off the floor, you really notice how, how badly they're needed on the floor. So staying out of foul trouble, staying healthy is going to be really important for this team going forward with those two. With so much of the conversation still being about trying to find that, that quote-unquote other scorer, do you think, and it's, and it's valid, the coaches have talked about it and certainly see when they, when they have that like they did last night, the outcome, but because there's a lot of focus on that, do, do you think there's a sense of maybe even taking for granted what we're seeing out of Yoli and Elijah? Well, the only time you're going to take something for granted is when they're not on the floor. <laughs> they got to be on the floor. Uh, and, and, yes, I mean, every team has expectations, and there are expectations, and they've earned the right to have the ball at special moments in the game. They've earned the right to be involved in, uh, in, in the kind of action they are with ball screens or isolations or just two-on-two basketball. So uh, they earned that right. They have confidence in what they're doing. And, and, and truly, and, and you could actually, to, to a certain degree, have to give Hardnett a great deal of credit in terms of Yoli's success because every game I've watched, he just has a sense of where Yoli is and finds him in the right spots. How many lobs has he thrown to him? How many times has he penetrated and dished? So this, as much as Bryant has, has played a big role in their scoring together, Hardnett's really, really, really helped Yoli in terms of getting some easy baskets throughout the game. Coach Steve Cleveland with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, I feel like the dynamic duo of Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant are certainly good enough to help BYU win most of the games that we like to refer to as non-Saint Zaga, beating every other team besides the big two. But are the dynamic duo enough if they play well to help BYU beat the top two? I don't think they are. I think you have to have a third, maybe a fourth consistent score. Where do you stand on that? I, I completely agree with that. And uh, and that has to be TJ, and, and Zach Selyus will be in, involved in that. But it has to be TJ. And I know that uh, I read a little Twitter yesterday that uh, where Coach Shoria talked about TJ being a better player this year than he was last year, probably because he's – better on the ball defensively. He has more of an understanding. His work ethic is a much improved defender. And offensively, his assist to turnover, his shot selection, his spacing, his understanding, all those things make him a better player. And so I think a lot of it is just whether or not he can get his shot back. And I can, I'm sure the staff will be constantly looking for ways to, 
get him some quick hitters early on looks. Uh, shots are going to come. But TJ is the guy, and uh, he knows that. He, he, uh, he embraces that. I, he's not someone that's afraid of the moment. He's, he's, he's had the ball in his hands a lot throughout his career in high school and college. And so I'm thinking it's just a matter of time before he starts knocking shots down. And he was really solid last night, played a good game. You know, Coach, it's a very interesting thing, and it goes with both TJ and Zach, who we were just talking about. By all accounts, you know, they're in the right spots. They're doing all of the right things. It's just the, the shot is not falling. So how do you, as a coach, how do you approach a player like that when they're doing everything they're supposed to do? It's just the shot's not falling. You know, I've had this experience, and there's a mindset issue here uh, that mentally, you know, we, we have that doubt. And I, one of the things that I did that I had a lot of success with when I had players that were struggling with any part of the game is that I watched film with them um, and then watching film with them just to kind of look at little simple and small things. The other thing is, is getting into the gym when no one's around with just that player, just the head coach and that guy, and let's, let's go shoot for an hour. And just talk and have that relationship and instill that kind of confidence that you believe in them with nobody else around. And those kind of moments, whether it's watching film or just really, really getting tired as a head coach or as an assistant coach and just putting in the time by themselves, that worked really well. And then, and then on, you know, in game situations, you're trying to find ways for them early on. Uh, I would always suggest anybody that's going through a tough shooting slump is to try to get layups, get to the free throw line get that confidence, and then coming out of timeouts, run a little pin-down screen where, where the big comes directly down at the block and, and TJ comes off and just catch and shoot, those kinds of things, and, and, and practice those things before you get it into the game. So those little quiet moments with those guys, with players, can really be helpful to you know, increase their confidence. Let them know, hey, we keep believing, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, those are some of the things that I did. Former BYU head basketball coach Steve Cleveland, college basketball analyst on BYUSN. Coach, what kind of challenges arise for a staff and team when you have a home game on Thursday and then you got to go play a road game on Saturday? Well, I'll tell you the difference between today and when I coached is that travel is not an issue anymore. (laughs) They can get there really quickly. They're going to actually probably practice uh, uh, on uh, Friday and fly in there Friday, do a shoot around. Uh, so you're not dealing with all of the airport issues and the travel issues. And, and really rest and fatigue is not nearly the situation. Guys are actually able to go to school. So the routine stays the same. So in that sense, what used to be a challenge isn't. But what is a big challenge is, is just game preparation in short periods of time, mentally and emotionally overlooking a 6-10 and 10 team. Now, I can't imagine them overlooking a 6-10 and 10 Santa Clara team when what they went through UOP just a week ago. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. But I, I think the, the key thing is getting them, making sure they're rested. And I, I, I've made that mistake as a coach a couple of times, probably more than a couple of times, where we over-prepare. Keep the preparation simple. Make the game plan simple and something they can believe in. I know, uh, I know one time before an NC2A game, we worked way too hard and got after it, and, and it cost us in the second half of a game. So you want to really protect their physical condition as well as their emotional, but the travel no longer is a problem, but just making sure they're rested and keep the game plan simple. Everybody knows how good Gonzaga is, St. Mary's, you know, BYU. We, we thought San Diego was, was up there. They end up losing to Pacific last night. 
with with all of the changes and some of the, the upsets that we've seen once conference play began, do you know more or less about this conference this far into it? You know what? Uh, I think we still know more. I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at ULP, who shoots 36% field goal, 31 three points, uh, and San Diego goes in there and shoots 48% from the field, 45% from the three point, and they get beat. It's weird, but ULP's bench scoring 22 points, and they got to the free throw line 35 times, <laughs> of which they made 33 free throws. <laughs> so that that did surprise me. I but on the road, anything can happen. I think we still have a pretty good sense and feel who the top three are. We know that USD and San Francisco are capable, certainly capable of beating BYU uh, at home. Uh, San Diego is, but uh, I still think we know what this league's all about. But occasionally you'll see those surprises. I didn't see San Diego, but you know what? Nobody saw UOP beating BYU either. So give the UOP staff some credit. Young guys, they had some losses to graduation and transfers, and he's got those guys playing well. Right now, Coach, what kind of a game do you expect between BYU and Santa Clara tomorrow night? I think that it'll be a situation where the first half that uh, they'll be testing and, you know, it'll be a kind of more games are always a little more conservative. I think the the really important thing for BYU, Santa Clara really does not have a post presence offensively. So, you know, the fact that they can establish the post and get to the free throw line early in that game, get to that seven or 18 fouls. But I think that in the second half, I think which is going to be really important is I think pace is going to make a big difference in this game. When BYU can get stops and they can get easy baskets, uh, they've got to take care of the ball. When you go on the road and you turn it over and, and you shoot quick shots, and that's not been happening much, but when that does happen, or you're not defensively ready to play. And that was the thing with, with UOP and, and other games that BYU allows teams to kind of stay in the game early on and these teams get more confidence from it. And, and really, Santa Clara has no inside presence. They're not, they have three really good guards. Fagan, Hauser, and Caruso are all guys that can go for 15 to 20. But don't settle for quick threes early on. Go side to side. Do what you've been doing. Get, get a little bit of separation at halftime. And then, like last night, win that thing in the first eight or ten minutes of the second half. Coach, the obvious answer to this question is wins and losses because it's the most visible. But we certainly know that there are many more ways to gauge whether or not a team is improved uh, from one season to the next. How do you measure and validate the improvement of a basketball team? Well, first of all, I think for myself and for the fans, they pass the eye test. They see a team that plays together. They see a team that plays hard. I mean, people that don't even know a lot about the game, they can tell when people are unselfish and share the ball. They can tell when young men are playing hard. They can tell when they make smart plays. I mean, not everybody makes every pass and every shot, but that's the improvement that fans and analysts can see. There's execution. There's certainly more accountability. Those are things that they're watching and seeing. They're 14-4, and four, which is outstanding record. A really, really good chance that they'll be 17-4 and four going into that St. Mary's game. And uh, I think the thing right now, the, the biggest issue is w- the depth issues. I think if Dalton Nixon can get healthy in the next couple of weeks, he'll be, uh, he'll be a really welcome addition. I think as we watch Zach Sellers kind of get a feel defensively as well as offensively in that four spot, that uh, they'll continue. Now, I, I will say one other thing. 
that you take last year and this year, one of the things, so we've talked about passing the eye test and what's going on. The fact is that not having Mika and Emery, I mean, we can say what we want about all the ifs, ands, and buts, but at the end of the day, those are two pretty good players, and, and depth has been a little bit of an issue. McCannon has come in and given them a nice boost in some games, but I think sometimes we look at this team and forget that they're missing a couple of pretty big pieces that they had last year, and, uh, and, and probably last year didn't play with the same execution and IQ that they are this year. So uh, when I look at this, they pass the eye test. And, uh, and and they'll continue to get better. And, you know, if they can continue to avoid a few of those upsets on the road, uh, they'll be right in this thing and really prepared when the conference tournament comes to, to win three games in a row. Coach, it's always educational. We appreciate your time so much. And uh, apparently Dave McCann knows a thing or two about uh, your man cave there in Fresno. Is that where you're going to be watching the game tomorrow night? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I watch the game of my I, I, my house. I'm in a rental house right now, guys. It's small. <laughs> it's about the size of a trailer, and, uh, and 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 I'm hopeful to start building a home here in the next month or so. But I got a nice, comfortable place to watch the games. So, uh, tell my boy Dave McCann hello for me. <laughs> okay, we'll pass along the message, Coach. Great to talk to you as always. Good luck, guys. Have a great weekend. You got it. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Did you hear that last night? I, I missed – well, because I'm on, I'm on the radio <laughs> side, so we have the radio call with the TV broadcast. So Dave's saying, yeah, I know he's watching in his man cave. Whatever. And I'm like, is that true? I'm going to ask him about that tomorrow. That'll be a pretty cool man cave. Coming <laughs> up, Jimmer Fredette is in a three-point shooting competition. Can he win? We'll discuss it in What's the Chance? Of course he can. And how did we do with our first ever and one picks? So well that we want to do it again and for the next game. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard hanging out in Radio Vision. Live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. Tomorrow's another doubleheader of hoops on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The women's team We'll be hosting Santa Clara 4 p.m. Eastern time. Then at 10 Eastern, the men play at Santa Clara. Radio pregame will start at 9 Eastern time. Again, catch both games on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Beat the Broncos. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines, starting with this. BYU men's basketball beat Pepperdine by 20 points last night, 83-63. The Cougars now 3-2 and in West Coast Conference play, 14-4 and overall. Elijah Bryan and Yoli Childs combined for 46 points in that win. Again, tomorrow... The Cougars at Santa Clara, live on BYU TV, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain Time. Women's basketball picks up a nice road win at Pepperdine, 73-67. Cassie DeVagere led the team in scoring with 22 points. As we mentioned moments ago, Cougars hosting Santa Clara tomorrow at the Marriott Center on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 4 Eastern. Not one, but two BYU football alumni will be playing in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs this weekend. Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots host the Tennessee Titans Saturday, 8-15 Eastern, Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints will take on the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday at 4.40 p.m. Eastern. Sixth-ranked men's volleyball face 14th-ranked Ball State tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. The Cougars will also take on top-ranked and defending champion Ohio State on Saturday. That match will begin at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We debuted a brand-new segment on the show yesterday, and it's going to roll with us the rest of the basketball season. We like to call it and one Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. If you missed it yesterday, here's how it works. 
We each make two picks. The first is worth two points. The second, worth one. Just like an and-one situation in actual basketball. You get a free throw, you get fouled, you make that shot. To recap, Jerem Jordan got both picks last night. He said BYU would hold Pepperdine to 65 or less. The Cougars held the waves to 63. He was sweating bullets. We're staring at each other down press row the last five minutes like, oh, oh, every basket that was made or missed just made it a little bit more fun. He also said Zach Selyus would make at least one three-pointer, and he got it. Selyus only took one. He hasn't made a three since December, and he got it done. Jerem uh, was living right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that or he's just lucky. Uh, probably I, more I kid, I kid. I was also two for two. My two-pointer, TJ Haas was scoring double figures. He had 10 points. Now, the funny part about that is he had eight points, gets fouled, Evan Troy is waiting to check in for yes, him. Yes. He needed to make both of those free throws. And I was, I mean, fingers crossed. Please, DJ. Never wanted TJ Haas to make free throws more than you did Made in that moment. Both. He scored 10 points. Also, I said BYU would be Pepperdine by 17 plus. They did by 20. The curse of 17 plus only lives with Jerem Jordan. I was, was going to say, that's a Jerem thing. That was risky. Okay. For Santa Clara, let's go with Jerem's picks first. We are picking on his behalf today his two-pointer Santa Clara will score 63 points or fewer and one BYU will have four players score in double figures he got bold with his and one four I like that all right Jason you want to get in on this yeah I want to get in on this all right uh my first Zach Selyus will be the third leading scorer behind Yoli and Elijah and one BYU wins by 10 plus okay yeah yeah See, I'm a little bit bored by that pick because they dominate in Santa Clara, albeit they lost there last year. Yeah, I'm not going to get bored with any road win right now, okay? I, I'm A 10-plus win for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to celebrate that. Okay. I'll be happy with that. All right, all right. And hey. I like Zach Selyus in the starting lineup. Now, I assume we'll see that again. Now, I like your first pick a lot. Yeah. Leading score behind Yoli and Eli. I, I, I like that. I like what we saw last night from him. There's definitely a little bit more confidence. Okay. And so I, I, I like that. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. My two-point pick. BYU will hold Santa Clara to 42% shooting from the field or less. Give me some of that. And one. Yoli Childs will outscore Eli Bryant on Saturday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're pitting the dynamic duo against each other? Of course I am. Yes. Isn't it fun? Because that just raises the competition that much more. They're not going to hear this. Maybe they will. Maybe it'll make them play harder. Don't ever don't say know. they're not going to hear this. Maybe. As soon as you say that, someone's going to tell them. Of course they will. Yeah, tweeting it about it right now. <laughs> Spencer Linton said this about you, Eli, and Yoli. But I like what, I like the way. Here's the thing. Cougar fans don't care which one it is. They know what they're getting at. Whichever one scores more, the other one's still not going to be too far behind with what we've seen this entire season. So Santa Clara is shooting 43% from the field. BYU is giving up 44.8% shooting from the field over the season to opponents. So that's why I went with the 42. And then, of course, Yoli and Eli essentially average the same. Eli is just a hair over Yoli Childs, I think 17.9 to 17.7. I think Yoli's going to have his way inside because, as Coach Cleveland mentioned, Santa Clara has – no significant post. That was a huge, huge comment that he made. Yoli should be able to dominate on the offensive end, but that also means 
defensively along the perimeter, you got to be on your A game for sure. Okay, if the dynamic duo continue to perform at this level, how far can they take BYU basketball this season? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At Laser Sheep tweets in, I think conference tournament champions is still viable this season because BYU has a guard and a post player with this type of production. Mm-hmm. Talking about the balance you yep. brought up, Jason. Yep. They also have a good supporting cast. That's the key, though. I mean, that's the key. If BYU really wants to compete with Gonzaga and St. Mary's, you got to have consistent third, fourth scores. Yeah, that's that's kind of the theme. Because at Twigger Stone says something very similar. I do not think they can win the conference with just those two. They need assistance. Look at the last time BYU won the conference. It was not just Jimmer that carried the load. At B-Royal Blue Coog, by themselves, the same level BYU has been each year the West Coast Conference. Third place. Possible bubble appearance, most likely NIT. With the balanced scoring we saw last night from other starters and bench players, top two, tourney train riding, flirting with ranked team. Is it that simple? I think it is. If you have a consistent third scorer, ask St. Mary's and Gonzaga. That's right. Coming up, which BYU program is looking to upset the number one team in the country? We discuss in the Cougar Whip Around. Oh, the Buckeyes. What's the chance BYU gets double repped in the NFL Conference Championship Games next weekend? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard on a Friday from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting sharply. At 6 p.m. Eastern. Coming up in just about 15 minutes, immediately following BYU Sports Nation today, BYU TV and BYU Radio will have complete coverage of the funeral of Thomas S. Monson, the 16th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Should be a pretty special day. Outstanding. Our Twitter question today, if Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant continue to perform at their current level, how far can they take the BYU basketball team at Broncos Lover? I think BYU can achieve the two-seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament with a shot to win. But you can't just rely on those two without support from the likes of Haas, Celius, and Cannon if you expect to advance further. Need balanced play to make the dance. The thing for me, I don't think BYU can crack the top two without consistent play from scorers three and four. It, it, they that have, might be. They have to have that. BYU can beat any and every other team besides St. Mary's and Gonzaga if Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant continue to play at this level. But as far as the top two go, I just don't see it. Well, we, we looked at it in our first segment. We talked about all of the other, I mean, Gonzaga, six players in double figures in scoring. You have St. Mary's, three players averaging in double figures in scoring. So, I mean, it, it takes, look, what Yoli and Elijah are doing right now is special. And I hope people are paying attention and, and not taking it for granted. And, yeah, being appreciative of what they're saying because – they are playing at an extremely high level. But, yes, as the coaches have said over and over again, they've got to get more from other people. Well, and if you look at the St. Mary's game, because we have actual evidence, yeah. BYU got a little bit more from Zach Salius. Maybe he makes the game-winning shot, for example. Or another bucket from TJ. Maybe the Cougars beat the Gales, yeah. right? BYU is not far off from getting that. More. It's just a little bit. All right, time to play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. It's time for percentage awesomeness. Ben Bagley, welcome back to the program, number one. Happy to be here, Spencer. What's the chance? Yoli Childs or Elijah Bryant. 
go for 30 points tomorrow against Santa Clara. So just the one of them reaches 30. Yes, not combined. One, single player, 30 or more. Uh, I'm going to say 65%. Whoa, you think someone's going to go off? Well, Yoli Childs, if there's nobody down in the post to guard him, 30? Why can't he? He's had mid to high 20s. Well, he's certainly capable. He's certainly capable. I mean, that's 65%. That's not high. He's capable. Here is what is working against Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant. Are they going to be on the floor long enough to do that? Oh, you're talking about like a blowout. Yes. And BYU has had their way with Santa Clara, particularly in that gym. The fighting Steve Nash's? BYU hadn't lost to Santa Clara in WCC play until last year. And guess what? Jared Brownridge, the all-time leading scorer. You know, well, I, I shouldn't say the all-time leading scorer. Other than Steve Nash, the next best player ever to go through <laughs> Santa Clara, he's not walking through the door. So I don't think they're going to be on the floor long enough. I'm going to say 5% chance. Five? Just because they're not going to be on the floor long enough. Yeah, 30, 30 would I don't would even be quite know the, you. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> it's, it has nothing to do with the capability, just the minutes. Number two. Man, this negativity from Spencer. I don't know. This is just weird. I don't know. Can we even go on? Is it negativity? <laughs> wow. Two. Why do you hate this team so much, Spencer? <laughs> Number two, what's blue the chance? right now. BYU Hoops has someone not named Yoli or Eli drop 15 or more points tomorrow. You take this one first. Ooh, man. I was so confident that TJ would score in double figures. I made him my two-point pick for and one, and it was down to the wire. Uh, yeah, I just don't think that BYU needs somebody to score 15 or more against Santa Clara, and they will have their way in the post. Mm-hmm. That I say mm, a 15% chance that somebody goes other than Yoli or Lego for 15 or more. Wow. Uh, <laughs> this guy. I mean – like I'm going forty percent, which I thought was extremely low. <laughs> this guy, I, I don't even, I don't even know who you are. Seriously, uh, yeah, I mean, I fifteen is is a lot for a third or fourth score. Yes. So, but I mean, I, I can see like a ten or eleven, something like that. Fifteen, yeah, I'll say forty percent. That's Debbie that Downer high. over I here. I think that's jeez. so high. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Number three. What's the chance there will be two former BYU football players representing their teams in conference championship games in the NFL next season? We're going to go 0% here, Spencer? Stop it. The Patriots are absolutely winning that game. It's a matter if the New Orleans Saints and Taysom Hill can beat the Minnesota Vikings. That's what it really comes down to. I am going to say, because the Patriots are a lock for me against the Titans, I am going to say 66% chance that two BYU players are representing their teams in NFL championship games. It's just up to the Saints and the Vikings. I'm going to price this right, you. I'm going to go 67%. Oh, of mostly you because would do of that. the seven, because that's what Taysom is wearing, the jersey oh, number. I love it. I love, I love people to get numbers involved because I like to do that with uh, the no, jersey six, numbers. I, I'm with you. Patriots are winning, uh, it, and it's whether or not. The the Saints can go on the road and Tough take game. on a really really good Minnesota Tough team game. that's had a bye. So I, I, I yeah sixty seven percent. I'm I'm pulling for the Saints. Hopefully they they can pull it out. All right, number four. I feel like I let you guys down here. So bonus one, just numbers, no explanations. When I wrote this, it should have been what's the chance Taysom Hill records more tackles than Kyle Vinoy this weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
Seven percent. Ooh, going with his jersey number. I'll go with four percent. His other jersey number. <laughs> All right, next one. What's the chance BYU men's volleyball beats number one ranked Ohio State in a revenge game on Saturday? Oh man, I one hundred percent hope this happens because I can't stand the Buckeyes volleyball program. <laughs> been so stinking dominant. BYU's been to the national title match the last two years and lost to the Buckeyes. So yeah, I want BYU to take it to them on their home floor. It's just minimal. It's that's BYU is not as loaded as they have been. They're young on the pins, as good as Gabby Garcia has been, and as good as Brendan Sander is. I, you know, I'd, I'd probably say like a ten percent chance. I think they played that game, that match ten times in that gym against Ohio State with the mental edge that the Buckeyes have on BYU. Ten percent. Yeah, I'm saying about you know, I'll say fifteen percent. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's so it's until they do it. It's hard to pick them to yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Yes. All right. Last one. Let's see if we can get an ounce of positivity out of Mr. Negativity there in the Seriously? striped shirt on this last okay. one. All right. What's Jeez, Steve the from Blues Clues? Jimmer Fredette. Yes. What's the chance Jimmer Fredette wins the three-point shooting competition this weekend in the Chinese Basketball Association All-Star festivities? Uh, 100%. Are you kidding me? It's there Jim- it is. It's Jimmer Fredette. Of course, he's going to win the three-point competition in the Chinese Basketball Association All-Star Game festivities. One hundred percent. Yeah, these are not really blue; they're more aquamarine. Those are the tainted but, blue goggles, but Jason. These, but, oh, be, so be careful! I, just, with those. I like them because they were bedazzled. Okay, one hundred percent. Come on. Okay, it's Jimmer. Okay, nobody is out jimmering Jimmer in a three-point shooting <laughs> contest. Come on, one hundred percent. Who's who's going to beat him? He's, he's the odds-on favorite, right? He has to be. Stephon Marbury in that? Uh, he was last year. By the way, Jimmer dunked. I mentioned this yesterday. Jimmer dunked in the CBA All-Star game last year, and Stephon Marbury walked up and said, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> of course he can dunk. He's yeah. a pro basketball player. Coming up, a national championship rematch, and the Cougars are looking for revenge. Plus, another Cougar back in the association. What does that mean? tell you coming up in a loaded Friday edition of The Whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to Steve Cleveland, BYU head basketball coach emeritus, for joining us on the program. Gave us some fantastic insight. Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. What should we do next, Jason? I believe we should whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Beat Pepperdine last night by 20, 83-63. Cougars now 14-4 and overall, 3-2 and in the West Coast Conference. They will travel to Santa Clara tomorrow to take on... The Broncos, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Radio pregame starts at 9 Eastern. Women's basketball. Beat Pepperdine 73-67 in Malibu. Good road win for Jeff Judkins and his team. Ladies 4-1 in conference. They host Santa Clara tomorrow at the Marriott Center. Watch it live on BYU TV at 4 p.m. Eastern. Listen on BYU Radio. Cougars in the NFL. Two BYU football alumni will play in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs this weekend. Kyle Van Oy and the New England Patriots face the Titans Saturday at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. And Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints face the Vikings in Minneapolis on Sunday at 4.40 p.m. Eastern. Volleyball. Sixth-ranked BYU 
faces 14th-ranked Ball State tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. The Cougars will then take on number one ranked and defending champion Ohio State on Saturday night in Columbus. Good luck. Gymnastics. Home opener is tonight. They host number 11 Cal in the Smith Fieldhouse. The Cougars welcome all alumni as they will be honoring the 1998 gymnastic team that competed in the national championships as well as Liz Crandall Howell, the associate head coach at Cal. Swimming and diving. The BYU men's and women's teams competing against Grand Canyon University tomorrow in the Valley of the Sun, Arizona. The meet begins at 2 p.m. Eastern. Tennis. Women's team begins their season today at the Metroplex Mania in Dallas facing SMU, University of North Texas, and Georgia State. Cougars in the association. The Salt Lake City Stars NBA G League re-sign LJ Rose. This is his second go-around with the team before or I guess initially after being waived, he was averaging 2.5 points, 2.0 assists, and four minutes of play. Good luck to LJ as he moves forward. Cougars overseas. Kalani Purcell and the Melbourne Boomers begin their MBDL Grand Final Series tomorrow against the Townsville Fire. Also, Jen Hampson finished third in the NBDL Defensive Player of the Year voting. We're digging for some stuff there in the whip. That's good. Complete coverage. Today's Rise and Chat brought to you by Dexter. Dexter, help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the Rise and Chat today? How about the dynamic duo of okay. Yoli and Elijah? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's give it to them. They were fantastic once again last night. Our Twitter question today, how far can the dynamic duo take BYU basketball if they continue to perform at this level? Our elite tweet of the day from at Analetto. He read our mind. We had this bite on the show today. Dave Rose in his Greg Rebell postgame interview. Quote, you can't just do it with a couple of guys, end quote. He's absolutely right. It's what it's going to take. We saw it last night. Hopefully that's the beginning of something that we'll see more consistently like the coaches are hoping for. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I am Spencer. Have a fantastic weekend. Shout out to the Thomas S. Monson family. The celebration of his life and complete funeral coverage starts after this.